Hello everyone! Welcome back to the Construction Approach to Animal Welfare and Training Podcast. We are your host, I am Masa. Hello everybody, and I'm Sean. We hope that you'll cuddle up with your animal companions and ready for this exciting episode. In today's episode, we will continue our interview with Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz on the constructional aggression treatment. You will hear new updated procedure on the constructional aggression treatment, so stay tuned. But before we dive into today's content, we have a big announcement. Starting at this very moment, we launch Constructional Approach to Animal Welfare and Training Patreons! Yay! That's right, this is super exciting, and you guys can all go find it at patreon.com forward slash C-A-A-W-T. But before we tell you guys more about it, Masa and I would both like to thank you all out there for, you know, being here and listening with us. If if we didn't have you guys out there listening, we wouldn't really have a reason to do this Patreon page, and right. we wouldn't have this awesome opportunity to build this great community with you all. Right, so thank you so much, you all. And through Patreon, it really allows us to further our mission of sharing the constructional approach that leads to the improvement of the life between you and your animal companions. Yeah, and that's a really cool thing that we're going to be able to have here with this Patreon page is there's going to be an opportunity for us all to post questions or, you know, describe situations that we have, you know, when we're training right now. And we can all lend our support and, you know, give our feedback on that page and, you know, support each other as we, you know, continue to build these amazing relationships between ourselves and the animals in our care. That's right. And Sean just described some of the benefit, but there are more. You can call us on air and talk with us and share your story with your animal companions. Mm -hmm. You can suggest topics for future show and there are bonus episodes. And currently we are working on a big project. It's called On the Shoulders of Giant series, where we offer in-depth biographies of incredible individuals in our field. And the first episode is the life of Dr. Israel Goldamon, and he's the creator of The Construction Approach. And this is going to be really exciting because we have actually reached out to his students, his friends, and even his family to get more, you know, more information about Israel Goldiamond and who he was as a person and a scientist. And we're able to trace his life from being a three-year-old boy leaving post-World War One Ukraine, coming over here to the United States, growing up and his efforts to, you know, support the Allied efforts during World War Two, and then all the amazing discoveries that happened afterwards as a scientist. So, you know, we look forward to, you know, seeing you guys there at patreon.com forward slash C-A-A-W-T. So let's begin. Sean, would you like to start us off today? Sure. In our last episode, we had covered the history um, behind the constructional aggression treatment and its initial development. Mm -hmm. At the end of our episode, we had mentioned a couple of criticisms that have come along with constructional aggression treatment. And the two main ones are that it uses a negative reinforcement contingency. And the way that the procedures were set, it really did allow for, you know, the animals to contact a lot of extinction along the way. So in this audio clip, we're going to listen to Dr. Rosales Ruiz talk to us about why we utilize a negative reinforcement contingency within the constructional aggression treatment. You know, combining contingencies is always 
a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if we, we reinforce it, it's, it's better just keep it simple. You know, I think that it, that's, that's better for the learner because mm -hmm. otherwise the contingencies become too complex and we just confuse our learners and our procedures don't work as, right. as fast because, yeah. you know, what they want the most is certainty. You know, they mm -hmm. want to anticipate you. And if you make it more difficult for them to anticipate you, then the the training is the training is not as good. In the next audio clip, Sean asked the question of what is the role of food or positive reinforcement during construction aggression treatment. And here is the audio. That reminds me of some questions that I hear a lot about the use of food during the CAT procedure. And so mm -hmm. I was wondering what you think the use of food could be, you know, maybe even between, you know, sessions when we're approaching and retreating. Is there a role for it there? For the, you know, um, my, the answer to that it is no. I'll tell you why. The, you know, the if you add if the behavior is maintained by negative reinforce by negative reinforcement basically what you want your main reinforcer is to move away the threat or for yourself to move away from the threat if you add food to it then you're gonna put your learner in conflict you know you're gonna say you know I John Oh, I'm not sure about Sean. I'm afraid of him, but he has cookies. Should I approach? And you can see this with a lot of animals, like horses will stand their neck, like dogs will stare the neck, and they don't want to get so close. Once that they get the cookie, boom, they run away. So, so to me, that's not a <laughs> that's not an ideal situation for the for the for the treatment because what you want to produce emotionally you want to produce calm you don't want to produce conflict mm -hmm. because what you are and this is very important for cat they or to use the to report is that uh, that they need to feel in control i say oh, okay sean is not that bad because i can just look at him and he moves away. So, so that gives that illusion of control. So what we want is this feeling, you know. And here Dr. Rosales Ruiz goes on to continue explaining the functional and the practical issues with utilizing food inside a negative reinforcement contingency. If you combine the aversives with the negative, with the positive reinforcement, you know, you produce conflict or at worst, you know, the, the, if the aversive is too high, it might ruin the positive reinforcement. So let's say that you were using ham and then do the aversive and ham, aversive ham, and then the dog sees ham and say, see you later, I don't want ham anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you ruin the ham. So to me, um, functionally, that's how the treatments should be designed. But practically, too, also, it is the, it has another application is that uh, if I use food, what I want the, the dog, it is to, to see me not as a threat, 
either for fear or aggression. Mm-hmm. And so when he approached me, the only thing that he's getting is controlling me. If I add food to it, then it's going to be very difficult for me to judge why is this dog uh, mm-hmm. approaching me. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to be sure. So I'm going to be messing. If it is the, if I, I might say, oh, the dog is okay. But but no, the dog is not okay. He's only approaching me because I have food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the food disappears, then I would see some other behavior. Or, you know, the fear or the aggression might come back. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's better to to keep it clean. You know, you're going to be uh, better uh, at judging what behavior or what is controlling that behavior, which is very important, especially in the case of aggression, because you don't want to get surprised, surprised and be beaten. And one final note on utilizing a negative reinforcement contingency is that if we don't ever, you know, use these contingencies when we find the situation like this where the animal is already under a negative reinforcement situation, then they may never actually find a way to effectively deal with that situation. And they may be stuck for the rest of their lives experiencing these highly emotional and elevated states of emotion for the rest of their lives. And so to help liberate them from this and give them some kind of control over their environment and and allow them a way to control their emotions really seems like a liberating and an awesome thing to do for these animals. And here's a little clip of Dr. Rosales Ruiz talking about this. Which I also learned about uh, that from Alexandra Kulan, you know. Let's say, like... uh, she will ask me, you know, people tell me when they see horses all crazy, there's, and they usually tell tell me, they say, oh, it's because they don't have emotional control. And then they will say, well, but what is that? You know, what is mm-hmm. emotional control? And for her, he will, she will translate it very easy. They say, what they mean is that they don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. Once that you teach them what to do, then there is not a problem. They will do it and and there will be no problem. So the emotional control would be uh, uh, derived because now I I have, uh, I control the situation. This wraps up the first criticism that Kat received. And next we're going to talk about the second criticism that Kat received, which was that sometimes animal experienced extinction. And here, Jesus talk about this point. We could see very elegant, elegant applications, and we can see very horrible applications, ones that they use extinction a lot, Uh, you know? mm. And so the procedure got really criticized. So the answer to this problem actually brings us right to our procedure. Because, you know, one path that Dr. Rosales-Ruiz could have took to solve this problem would be to make everyone better shapers. But this can be a really complex thing to do in and of itself. And there are other solutions that could be considered, like the one that Dr. Rosales-Ruiz actually came up with that was so eye-opening for you and I. Um, So let's go ahead and jump into the procedures now of how to actually do constructional aggression treatment. And while we're talking about that, we will discuss with everybody how they solved this problem of animals experiencing extinction while going through the procedure. So now, now the way that we do it, and this is the first where we begin, you approach, 
the moment they look at you, you go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we start there. So what we want to try to, to teach them, hey, you know, you just have to look at me and I'm going to go away. So this is the first way and that the new arrangement of the constructional aggression treatment procedures um, actually addresses this criticism that often, you know, that a lot of animals often experience extinction while going through this procedure. And that is that the way that it's described now is that we are moving away at the very beginning of this movement cycle where the animal is just beginning to look at us. Um, Dr. Rosales Ruiz mentions that we would approach and then the animal would, we would walk away when they first go on alert. And what he means by that is that they might, you know, take a look in your direction and still kind of be calm, but just kind of looking like, who is that over there? Or, you know, um, you know, in certain cases when I've been working with dogs that are, you know, have some, they're really sensitive to these things and they might become fearful or aggressive very quickly. Um, sometimes I'll walk away just on like a first glance where just, I see that eyeball catch me and they've not yet started growling and lunging or aggressing towards me. So really this alert, what we're looking for is, you know, eye contact that, you know, is also not being accompanied with growling and lunging and looking aggressive or fearful. So we want to catch on that just first look before any of these other behaviors have a chance to occur. And then we walk away. So this, you know, describes, you know, pretty, pretty accurately how we would want the first session to go. And one thing that we didn't have a chance to talk to Dr. Rosales Ruiz about, but I know happens in this procedure now, is that they always have a specific area that they retreat back to when they walk away. And it's a spot that's far enough away that, you know, it's not disturbing the animal, but they do like to still be able to be in sight of the animal at the spot that they go to. So the dog can kind of see where it is that they're, you know, that this person or or animals, you know, where they're retreating to. And um, so, you know, in this first procedure, what Dr. Rosales Ruiz has instructed us to do is that we walk up to a point where we actually first get that eye contact where they first notice us and we're not seeing any fear or aggression and immediately walk away. And so this should be a really short trial. We approach, see them notice us, walk away. And we do this before any aggression or any fear has any chance to pop up. And so this is that first way that we're dealing with this component of extinction by trying to address the behavior at the very beginning when it's first starting to happen. That way there's no reason for all of these other parts to come up, all of the other fear or aggression that you might see. And so now that we have this down, let's go ahead and keep listening to Dr. Rosales Ruiz as he talks more about the trials themselves once when we start getting this process going. So now, because of that, we were able to come out and divide and, and just classify the trials in GAT. So now there are two types of trials mm-hmm. only. The one that I just did, the the one that I just described that we call it capture the alert, mm-hmm. yeah, and then the other is shape, and then there is a combined trial that we call it shaping duration, shaping new behavior. Mm. Okay, so there is just two types of, of trials. So let's say at the beginning, I walk towards the dog. He looks at me. I walk away right away mm-hmm. and then let him go back down and I walk again. He looks at me and I walk uh, right up. 
And then once that I do three, once that the dog say, okay, he's there and he goes away, then I start building some duration. So now we, we will build a little bit of duration and go away. But here, now the criteria is this. Let's say that I, uh, I, uh, I say, okay, now I'm going to be there for five seconds. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now the criteria is this. So I'm going to increase the duration. Okay. So the next trial was going to be if the dog lasts for the five seconds, is still relaxed, not reacting, at the end of the five seconds, you go away. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, if the dog within those five seconds emits an awesome behavior, I put his head down, try to sniff at you, wig, uh, wax his tail or whatever, you walk away. Mm-hmm. So good behavior trumps duration. Mm. So basically, so basically we're doing, so then that makes it that, and also well, that makes it that uh, you set up the duration trial, but if you see some also an approximation, that trumps the duration. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you yeah, and That's you're always working. Goal. Yeah, and you're always walking through duration. If the dog reacts, you walk away right away and oh. lower the criteria in the next trial. Oh, oh wow. wow. So know. that you are not doing the old cat where you just have to wait until they go to yes, the yes, yes. and then teach yes. the calm. Wow. Yeah, that could- that took me a long, uh, a long time to get to that point, but yeah. you know, by but since now we're doing it, we're always working at the beginning of the movement cycle. the The costs are not so bad. And this was, you know, one of those moments during our interview with Dr. Rosales Ruiz that mm-hmm. you know really blew me away. Oh and yeah, same, really. I think you can hear it, you know, in both of us, right. you know, in that interview segment right there. Yes. And the reason why that's really so amazing is this is the the other way that, you know, this revised procedure really addresses this criticism of extinction being a possibility in the procedure. Right. We don't we don't never let the animal experience extinction. That's right because as soon as, you know, the aggression might start occurring, we're immediately walking away and delivering right. that reinforcer. So it really eliminates the possibility of any kind of, you know, strong contact to extinction going on in that situation. Right. And so, you know, now that we got that ironed out of the way and we've talked about how to get the procedure started and we're kind of talking deeply about it and the two types of trials, let's now listen to Dr. Rosales Ruiz talk about the criteria for getting closer. And then... So every time that you raise criteria, like, for example, you get closer in distance, you come back to the alert. Uh, come ca- back to the alert and do the, oh. like, a yeah. look. Yes. Oh, I see. That's a great criteria for each, <laughs> yeah. how to say, criteria when it comes to distance. A distance, yes. Yeah. So, so every time that you get closer, then you go back to capturing the alert. You capture the alert, build duration, but in the duration is also built in, like if the dog uh, does a good behavior, you walk away, you see. So the duration is there, like the dog is continuing calm, but if he does some friendly behavior, you're there to to so, reinforce it. 
So what's the criteria of moving closer to the dog? Is it, uh, do you want yes. a new good behavior or do you want like yeah, five no. seconds? You go under five seconds, the duration. Oh, okay. Okay, so five seconds is like a must-have. And if they have yeah, good behavior, um, but, you, still you you five, away. but still you yes. want five seconds before you raise the criteria. Mm, yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that we have covered how to start the procedure and the trials inside it, and even the criterion to moving closer, the only thing that we haven't talked about yet is the switchover. And that is the point where we start to see these behaviors that were once fearful or aggressive start to become more friendly. And it might start in small doses where at first you might just notice the dog, you know, maybe sniffing the air, you know, sniffing towards your direction. Or they might start, you know, licking the fence or licking at you when you're coming closer. Um, if there's a barrier between you, they might start like pawing at it, you know, trying to beg you to get closer to them. And we continue to actually move away at this point until we are certain that the that the dog really wants our interaction. And we'll keep moving away until they're, you know, practically begging, you know, for us to come over and share a little bit of love with them. And we'll do this in small doses, start to introduce ourselves to them. And at this point is where we actually introduce constructional affection where we now have the dog approaching us, which is the goal of constructional aggression treatment, now we can begin to teach them how to ask for and receive this affection that now they're approaching us for. And that's what we use constructional affection for. And so at the very end of our interview, we asked Dr. Rosales Ruiz where he would like to see the future of constructional aggression treatment or what are his future plans for it. And this is what he had to say. The thing that we do... When, that we need to do next is to get out there a DVD showing the new way mm. and simplify it. And also not to have this eight hours DVD. I want to do it in an hour maximum, mm. like, uh, you know, have campaign or something. But I have to tell you that I'm very happy. I'm very happy that with these changes, People are more receptive about it, so people are 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 using it. And one thing that uh, you know, one thing that also has helped a lot is Jolene talking about degrees of freedom and all of that, yeah. because people are understanding these things uh, way better and say, okay, so coercion is not definitely it's not just and the positive or negative enforcement is like and your alternatives. So in that sense, you know, like, like you know, basically like cat, you know, that's what the cat is the, the is providing more alternative behaviors or more ways for a dog to handle situations mm -hmm. than just being calm or desensitized or those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty happy just to just to promote it and look for more applications and that. So now, uh, let me see, we're going to use it for the one that a student is working with. It is for deworming horses. Mm. And uh, we're going to use it for uh, haircuts for children and things like that. It's just for people to apply it. But I think, to me, the, the biggest thing was that not, not in behavior analysis, but more in the training community, it has become more more accepted, mm -hmm. especially with the, with these changes. So there is more hope. 
So if you tell me, and this is what I used to tell uh, all my students, and I don't know if you remember this, Mas, or you say, to me, the future is this. You really, if you want to be a behavior consultant to solve problems, household problems with pets, you only need two procedures, which is constructional affection and cat. Yeah. We I think agree. so, too. <laughs> <laughs> With those two procedures, you can solve a lot, lots, lots of problems. Yeah. In a very natural way. Mm-hmm. This marks the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoy listening to this amazing update to the Constructional Aggression Treatment Procedure. We would like to take this time to invite you all to patreon.com slash C-A-A-W-T where you can find bonus content for this episode, behind the scene pictures, and submit questions for the next episode on raising a puppy and also suggest future topics. You can also find the updates on our upcoming On the Shoulders of Giant series. And if you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast or share it with your friend. And feel free to get more information or reach out to us on Facebook, Constructional Approach to Animal Welfare and Training, or email us at caawtcontact at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to those places if you're interested in joining one of our group classes or private lessons that we are now offering remotely. Thank you so much today. We are your host, I am Masa. And I am Sean. Have a wonderful day with your amazing animal companions. <laughs>